Hello everyone and welcome back to NTI's Japan Real Estate Property Investment Podcast. Your home for audio content related to the world's second biggest property investment market, Japan. Today we're going to dive right back into our guide for foreigners buying their first property investment in the land of the rising sun, talk a bit about the do's and don'ts of relationship building here in Japan, and also about how to maintain these relationships over time. Now, as some of you may already know, relationships and proper communications are very important to the Japanese. In fact, the vast majority of them will happily forego any potential profit or business deal, regardless of who's on the other side of that deal, if proper protocol isn't followed to the letter. And if anything seems out of the ordinary compared to what they're used to and are expecting from these interactions, the deal will just not get green-lighted and you'll most likely um, just be ignored from that point onwards. Now, last time we've discussed how to choose the right kind of representation for your needs and budget. So let's assume for the sake of this discussion that you've already got a person in place who will be handling communications and relationships with Japanese entities on your behalf. We're going to talk mainly about establishing relationships with property brokers and agents, but the same protocol with small variations applies also to other professionals you'll be dealing with uh, during the purchase, management and sale phases. There are very few direct sales in Japan, so you will need to go through these realtors in the vast majority of cases. And once you've created a good and stable relationship with a few of them, they'll also be able to provide you with access to the entire market, even if you're considering listings that aren't advertised directly by these guys. So this first phase will be a great help for you and all throughout your portfolio's life cycle. Now, real estate agencies in Japan advertise online, of course, via their own home pages as well as on the uh, standard listing websites, same as you see in every country, but that's just a portion of the properties that they handle. The best deals are usually floated directly to their existing investor clientele, people who have already been in contact with them in the past and are ready to buy, and these guys may snatch them immediately so that they never even make it to the listing website. There's also a very large number of smaller agencies especially in high traffic center areas of uh, bigger cities who don't use the internet at all and they simply post signs and ads on their street shop window as they've been doing for decades. Now this isn't necessarily because they're internet shy or, or technologi technologically backwards. In many cases this is simply because they've never needed to go online. They've got more than enough walk-in traffic as is. As we've mentioned before, the Japanese are a very paper-oriented society and they place great value on local and reliable service. So this method, method of advertising isn't likely to disappear anytime soon. What all this means for you as an investor is that the best way to get access to the best deals is to develop a good relationship with as many of these realtors as possible, get yourself onto their active investors lists and then start receiving emails or calls directly whenever new and attractive listings go on the market, hopefully before they ever make it to the internet, which is when the hectic bidding wars start. So your local Japanese representative's first task is to constantly and actively search the internet, or if they happen to live in interesting areas which you may want to invest in, they can also walk the street. Try to spot listing um, online on realtor shop windows, then simply walk in or email or call and have a chat. Now, just a quick footnote tip on spotting attractive potential deals. Make sure that you differentiate between what the Japanese realtors refer to as coupon yield, which is the equivalent of gross return, uh, 
and what they call net yield. Coupon yield is pretty meaningless since it doesn't include any of your purchase and running costs at all, not even the monthly building fees. And in case you're purchasing a unit in a condominium or what the Japanese call mansion rooms, these monthly building fees vary hugely from as little as 20 or 25 US dollars for the smaller studios in newer buildings, all the way up to several hundred US dollars for the more well-maintained resort type, larger or older blocks. This difference can obviously have a huge impact on your bottom line. Net yield um, isn't really net since it still doesn't include your um, monthly uh, property manager, rent manager's fee, insurance installments, annual taxes, other expenses, but it's as close as the realtors can get to the real bottom line. So just make sure you're comparing apples and apples when you're reviewing potential deals. So once your representative has compiled a list of potential listings and noted down the contact details for their respective property agencies, it's now time to make the first contact with these listing realtors. Now, as we've mentioned, it's essential that this first contact may be made by a native Japanese person, fluent in Keigo, Japanese corporate speech, and that person also has to be extremely polite. They'll need to prepare the script in advance, at least on the first few attempts, until they have the routine down pat, and this script should address all and any concerns which the realtor might have. Now, these concerns and fears would usually be um, the following. The first and most prominent fear is the fear of foreigners, which we've discussed here in the past. Once the realtor understands that the buyer is a foreigner, and again, whether this foreigner speaks Japanese or not isn't necessarily the point in many cases, they'll immediately enter panic mode. So the first thing your rep needs to do is to assure them that they, your representative in Japan, will be handling all aspects of the purchase pro process on the buyer's behalf, that they've got the legal authority to do so, and that they're happy to provide a copy of that authorization document for the realtor to review. The authorization document uh, or limited power of attorney, whatever you gave this guy, may be originally in English, but the rep can provide an ad hoc translation. The Japanese aren't really too concerned about official translations. The main point here is to make sure that the realtor is confident that they or their office staff or the seller will never need to speak or otherwise communicate with any foreigner in any language other than Japanese. The second immediate concern that your rep will need to address in that initial call is the reluctance to work with other realtors. According to Japanese law, any realtor who introduces a potential buyer to another agency is entitled to half of the sales commission. So naturally, the listing realtor will prefer to make a direct sale. Now, they can't refuse any contact request from other realtors directly, but they can and they will shuffle their feet. They can and they will try to find a direct buyer if they can. So it's crucial that your representative makes it very clear that yes, they are representing you, but no, they are not realtors and the listing agency can keep their entire sales commission, no need to share it with anyone else. The last worry that the realtor might have, which is also closely connected um, to the fact that the potential buyer is a foreigner, is their fear of tire kickers and last-minute cancellations. This can happen with Japanese buyers as well, of course, but unfortunately it's a lot more common for foreigners to do this. Now, while it is legal and technically possible to pull out of a deal until the purchase contract has been signed and the deposit paid on the property, this kind of behavior is culturally unacceptable in Japan. 
if you do that without any legitimate reason resulting from the properties due diligence information updates your relation with that realtor will be burned and they'll never forward another listing to you again considering the fact that many of them will refuse to work with you from the start because you're a scary foreigner it becomes doubly important to make sure that this doesn't happen so it's perfectly acceptable to submit offers which are pending due diligence which is something that we'll cover in a future episode for example, to write, this offer is pending on tenancy, building renovation, and sink fund pool reserve info. But if you haven't specified this clearly when you made your offer, it's considered very rude to suddenly pull out of the deal just because you got cold feet, you became hard-pressed for funds, you had a change of heart, etc. So you want to make sure that your rep clearly mentions what an outstanding and serious potential buyer you are when they introduce themselves to the realtor without sound, sounding too pompous, which is also something the Japanese don't really tolerate. So introductions like, um, I'm speaking on, beh on behalf of a serious property investor from Singapore who is interested in property such and such are great. Um, but introductions like, I work for a very rich family from Australia who has millions and billions of dollars to invest and they want to do business with you, these are not. A another another um, aspect of this uh, aversion is Japanese professionals um, tend to avoid rushing pushy buyers again that's considered rude and unprofessional and unfortunately something that foreigners are, are um, much more famous for infamous for so you want to make sure that your rep is speaking slowly takes the time to listen to what the other side is saying make sure the realtor understands that you're looking for a long-term friendly relationship and not just after a, one quick deal that they're calling to inquire about now, if you've managed to have this conversation with about half of the realtors you contact, at least at first, consider yourself lucky. You've now got a foreigner-friendly, open-minded network of partnerships, which is quite rare in Japan and will be worth its weight in gold as your portfolio grows and expands. These guys are rare and far between, so make sure you nourish these relationships properly. Regardless of the status of any current deal you were inquiring about to begin with, Send your realtor partners a friendly email or call them once every couple of weeks. Remind them that you're still in the market and what exactly you're looking for. Listen to their replies. Make sure that you're on their investors list because once these deals hit the open market and on all the uh, various websites, they'll be gone in a matter of days, even hours if they're attractive enough. It's a very, very active market. So you want to get your foot in the door as soon as you can. And you can only do that through strong relationships with these agencies that agree to work with you. Now, last but not least, when you explain your criteria, make sure that your reps listen carefully to the replies that uh, she or he gets from these guys. The Japanese don't tend to say no outright as a rule. So if you hit them with criteria that's impossible to satisfy, the most you'll probably get is uh, something like, oh, that might be a little bit difficult or some long pauses, uh, umming and erring, etc this should be a sign that you're aiming too high so increase your budget reduce your yield requirements or expand any other criteria and keep doing that until you start getting actual listings that fit the bill now once they start forwarding potential listings to you on a regular basis make sure that you maintain the relationship even if the listings forwarded don't actually interested you and um, remember to thank them a few times for forwarding information for keeping you in mind Help them fine-tune the listings that they forward to you by explaining why exactly you aren't going for those deals and what it is, again, that you're looking for 
uh, more precisely. Once you go through a few rounds of this with a few Realtors, you're bound to hit upon at least one deal that will seem interesting enough to move forward on. If you tune in next time, we'll follow through and start analyzing the uh, application and offer, the due diligence process, everything that you'll need to green light the deal and actually make it happen. And until then, happy investing.